Welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast, a monthly opportunity to meet and connect with Fairfax County leaders, to learn about the latest county news and information, and hear more on specific Fairfax County programs and services. Now here's your host, Jim Person, with this month's guest. Well, hello again and welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast. And today, we're not only joined by one, but two Fairfax County leaders. Of course, Fairfax County Executive Brian Hill, who's also joined by Mount Vernon District Supervisor Dan Stork. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jim, thank you so much. You know how this operates, right? We we start talking and then Dan Stork walks in and takes over. So I'm just going to give the mic to Supervisor Stork. I'm so happy that you're here with us this morning. And it's an ultimate pleasure, absolute pleasure for you to be here with us. Anything you want to say to the to the listeners, sir? Well, uh, County Executive Hill, Brian, it's <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. I've not had the opportunity to be on your 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 show previously, and and I, I get to listen to it and <laughs> get to hear the many other uh, learn much about what's going on in the county, and I always appreciate that. And I absolutely appreciate your your work on our behalf. This has been a tough, tough year. Um, I just can't imagine a harder year, to be honest, uh, given all that we normally do, and then we add COVID on top of that, and all the special social distancing and vaccinations and testing, and wow, it's it's just a lot. Um, the Mount Vernon District, uh, Richmond Highway Corridor, Lorton, you know, we've been we've been really working that hard as well because those folks have had a tough time. You know, we've had a lot of food insecurity, a lot of housing insecurity, uh, obviously COVID and the testing and now the vaccinations. Uh, folks are just really on edge and you're feeling it in, in every, every, th- every way you can think of it. So we're trying to connect ever more. Um, and most of we're doing that virtually like everybody else. But this Saturday, we've got a, we've got a great event. Uh, we're doing our 34th annual town meeting, started by my predecessor, Jerry Highland. It's all virtual this year, which is really unique for us, but pleased that you're going to be able to join us once again and, and kind of give us the insight, the lowdown on what's happening in the county. We have, of course, the chairman's going to join and, and share a number of things as well, but we have uh, Congressman Byer and Congressman Connolly, uh, Karen Corbett-Sanders, school board, um, and we have what I think is at least the most fun part of it for me, which is our virtual fly-through of Mount Vernon District. And it really has all the changes, I mean, really all the different kinds of changes that have happened in the highway. And you literally get a a bird's-eye view of it, um, and we spend, oh, probably about 30 minutes sharing that with everyone. Well, we appreciate all the hard work you do for the citizens of Mount Vernon and the citizens of uh, Fairfax County. And I, I have to say, Every time I'm in Mount Vernon, I don't know if you have a GPS on me or if you have people out there looking, you always know. So I just want to know how in the world do you know when I'm in Mount Vernon? Because I get the text message or I'll get the call. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, looking around saying, okay, where is he now? But I have to finally say this to you because I know you have another uh, situation you have to deal with. Thank you. As As a resident of Fairfax County, as a as a county executive of Fairfax County, I thank you for all the work you do. I also thank you for telling it like it is. You tell us straight, this is how it's going to happen. We're going to put things together to get it done, but you got to give us a little time, but we will get it done. Just want to appreciate, I appreciate it and how you handle all the complex things that we deal with. As you said, you have a town hall meeting. Before the end of our podcast, I will make sure everybody has that link. 
or at least know how to look at the view the town right. hall because Appreciate by the that. time this podcast comes out, mm-hmm. the town hall will be over. However, I know that you're recording it because we record it every year. And again, and I, I'm going to tease the chairman when we get there. I have been on your agenda longer than he has, so I kind of like saying that. Well, you've been a star of those. I mean, I remember the first one. Your your mom was there, which and and, and that was a wonderful time to say hello to her and connect. And that might even have been. It was just right after you started, about a month or so after. Yeah. So it was a it was a great event. And again. You've been off to a great start, and and now more than like third year in, right? That's where we are, and you've you've really kind of gotten to know what we're doing, and more importantly, gotten on top of what we're doing. And, and this year, we needed everything. So well, again, well we appreciate appreci- it. we appreciate you, sir, and thank you for stopping in. And I know I see Christine looking at us like, all right, we got to go. So I I want to say thank you yet again, and we will be back. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much. Thank sir. you, sir. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, Mr. Hill, what a surprise to have uh, Mount Vernon District Supervisor Dan Stork uh, pop in on the podcast like that with you. Hey, Jim, it's always a surprise. Uh, Dan Stork has been such a great supervisor for the residents of Mount Vernon. And for him to pop in today and basically tell us that he was coming in here was absolutely awesome. So uh, to Supervisor Dan Stork, thank you so much for um, giving us some insight on what's going on in Mount Vernon, what you're doing in Mount Vernon, and to the folks in Mount Vernon, I hope you uh, enjoyed uh, the short talk we had with uh, Supervisor Stork. Yeah. And, of course, he mentioned the uh, the big event in the Mount Vernon district. And, uh, uh, unfortunately, because of the, uh, the timing of our recording, it's right before uh, the big event. So uh, if you don't get a chance to, to watch it live, of course, you can try to catch a replay or learn more about uh, the Mount Vernon District and Supervisor Stork on the county's website at fairfaxcounty.gov slash Mount Vernon. That's all one word, M-O-U-N-T-V-E-R-N-O-N, fairfaxcounty.gov slash Mount Vernon. And if you'd also like to uh, learn more about the Board of Supervisors, how they operate, uh, all the other different uh, district supervisors, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash Board of Supervisors. That, again, is all one word, fairfaxcounty.gov slash board of supervisors. So, Mr. Hill, today, our time, we, of course, are going to uh, chat about the ongoing coronavirus situation and uh, vaccines here in Fairfax County, but also uh, get an update on the county's police chief search. And I'm going to try to get you to uh, spill some beans a little bit about the fiscal year 2022 budget. I know you'll be tight-lipped, but I'm going to do my best. So uh, let's get in it. Uh, Get into it. What do you say? Sounds like a good time. Let's do it. All right. Coronavirus. Uh, You know, back early on when you coined the phrase COVID-19 2021, I was like, I don't get it. What what does he mean? But you are a prophet because we're now in 2021 and COVID-19 is still here with us. Unfortunately, you're absolutely correct. It's still here with us. You know, if it comes down from a national strategy that we did not have, um, we've been dealing with um, the state and how they've been allocating the doses. But I have to say this to you, point point blank, to the residents of Fairfax County. Um, our public health entity has done a bang-up job. Um, they have been working with INOVA to vaccinate teachers, to vaccinate public safety, a sheriff's office. He, you know, we are doing the best that we can. It is unfortunate that we do not have enough doses for everyone at this juncture. 
but we will have enough doses at some point in time and it is a it's 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 important that everybody understands that we have to continuously mask up wash our hands and do all the things that we have done in the past to to stamp down the the effects of covid you right. know I, I can't say it more than more than I have been saying it. Dr. Gloria is praying for everyone to continue masking up. Well, as as you alluded to, 2021, uh, the theme of the story or focus of the story of coronavirus, if you will, focuses to the vaccines, which are in limited supply. And we're urging folks to to have patience as the, the supply uh, increases. I got to ask you kind of a eh, multiple part question here. How how is county leadership and the health department, which you mentioned under the leadership of Dr. Gloria Ayinsu, how is the health department and the county not only mobilized resources, but coordinated with partners and and managed the vaccine process so far? It's been a it's been an exhaustive process so far, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, you know, the mobilization of resources. Um, the governor in the beginning, Governor Northam stated that he was going to allow one A um, vaccines to be provided to health workers, which <clears throat> I think is a good thing. Uh, obviously, the health workers are the folks that are taking care of us. Um, on a call, I just asked a question. Um, are you also going to vaccinate the folks that are bringing those people that are sick to the health workers to be mm-hmm. taken care of? And that kind of ticked up the ability for our EMS to be a part of 1A. Um, and so we, we're mobilizing resources. Um, Dr. Stewart and FRD, um, he's our occupational therapist. He's our medical director. He has done a great job in 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 mobilizing those resources and putting the doses in in everybody's arms under the auspices of Fairfax County. Right. Uh, Dr. Gloria has done a great job in coordinating how we should roll out the vaccine. So, you know, we've been coordinating with our partners, uh, Inova, Kaiser, you, you name it, we're coordinating. And managing the process, it's an exhaustive process. I mean, that juncture at this time we're 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 on this podcast got almost 200,000 people on our wait list and when you get 13,000 doses a week you know and we have 1.2 million take out 300,000 for kids we have a lot of people that we have to put into um, the dose into their arms Um, we have a great process here once we have the vaccine we can do up to 40 to 50,000 a week easy but we need the vaccine to be able to do that. All right. So the the vaccine process so far is working well other than we don't have enough vaccine. Correct. <laughs> yeah. All right. But you know, you know, you know, Jim, with with AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson coming into the into play, we, right. we hope to have a ramp up of vaccines. We, we've we've said this before. You've stated it before, but but I want to I want to hit it on it again. Virginia and the federal government have limited vaccine supplies. So, what what does that really mean for Fairfax County? Somebody listening right now, thinking, you know, is it going to be summer? Is it going to be a month? What does it really mean for residents listening right now? Well, it means different things for different residents, unfortunately. I, I have to answer it that way. If you're 1B, 
um, and you're over the age of 75, you're in one category. If you're in under, the, if you're over the age of 65, you're in a different category. And it, they, the, the way we have it situated is a sense of priority. We want to vaccinate the older uh, Fairfax County residents first, and then stage back to the next group, and then go to uh, individuals who have certain medical conditions. But it's mm-hmm. all about the staging process, and we need to have more vaccine. But while we're doing this, we are still asking people to go online and fill out our registration form so that you all get an email back of when you can schedule and when you can move forward. As soon as you get your first dose, you will be guaranteed a second dose within the, t- the, the time frame necessary for it to take effect. And that's that's an important key part right there. I know there's been a lot of uh, information floating around, misinformation floating around of, about people being able to get their second dose. So that's a that's a great point that you just made there. So uh, so kudos for you to to say that. Um, and I'm I'm going to have a probably outdated number by the time I speak it, but we're recording at the uh, end of the first week of February, and as of February first, just a few days ago. There were more than 186,000 members of the Fairfax County community who have pre-registered for the vaccine. As, as we've talked about, it's going to take a while to get everybody um, uh, vaccinated. Do you have a, a message for folks that are, that are on the waiting list? Patience. Um, patience hmm. is, is the key. Once we, we have everything in a prioritized order, it's first come, first serve, and then... Uh, once we have the doses, you will get an email. Uh, you sign up. You come in. No lines. We have a, a very, very well-run process here. Um, when I come in on Saturdays to talk to the uh, residents that are getting dosed, uh, they immediately come to me and say, this is the greatest process ever. We didn't wait, but 20 minutes total, and 15 of it has to be you have to wait until we see if the if you have any side effects. So mm. the process is great. As, you know, as long as everybody is patient, we're in a great place. Right. Patience is the key message. So that'll be going on for uh, several months, unfortunately. So uh, pack a, a bunch of that patience with you. Please, please, please. That's all we <laughs> ask is patience. But, yeah. you know, again, Jim, when you have the dose, the more doses we have, the more we can do. Right. Eventually. Everyone's going to have access to the vaccine. Some folks, however, are skeptical of the COVID-19 vaccine. What's, what's your message to that uh, uh, small population? Well, I'll say this to you. Um, I am going to take the dose as soon and as quickly as I can because I have an 84-year-old mother. And I'm, I'm not only protecting her, but I'm going to protect my three kids And I'm also going to protect the residents of Fairfax County because I still am working um, 12, 14-hour days. I'm still interacting with people. So it's about other people. It's not about me. And I think people need to understand that as well as taking off your mask and having parties and this and that. It's not about you. It's about the other people that you're trying to protect. So that's my message to people. Do what you think is best. But know that the only way we can get rid of COVID-19, 20, 21, and hear me, Jim, 22, is that Mm -hmm. that we all create a herd mentality, a herd community, which means over 70% of our population takes 
this vaccination, but we should be at 100% because we want to get to normal. We can't get there unless everyone does their part. So uh, pack that patience and, and get those shots or shot when the, uh, the one-shot vaccine comes out. Um, something we don't talk a lot about, but we kind of alluded to it earlier, a lot of information floating around, some misinformation, that type of thing. Where can Fairfax County residents get current, accurate information about what's happening here in the county? Well, you know, they can always go to our website, fairfaxcounty.gov backslash COVID-19, or you can call our health department call center at 703-267-3511. You can also text us at FFXCOVID to 888-777 to receive updates. So we can do that. And we also have it in Spanish at FFXCOVIDESP. So you can receive the, the updates in Spanish. So it's, it's all about social media. It's all about call center. We're trying to do it for every spectrum of the individual, trying to get the word out. You can get all the information if you trust the information. Right. And that health department call center is uh, also operating on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. So it's uh, seven days a week that folks can call that uh, number. I'll try to remember to... Uh, Uh, Repeat that number, text, uh, uh, website, and all that as we uh, uh, wrap up the show. But I do want to make sure we have some time for a couple of other topics. But before we move off coronavirus, uh, final thought, final message, uh, not that we're not going (laughs) to talk about it again, but uh, final thought about coronavirus where we are right now in early February 2021. Well, no one would have thought that we would still be talking about coronavirus, but we are. And we are because we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And I'm, I'm pleading and begging with everybody, continue to wash your hands, mask up. When you're walking around our buildings here in the county, please put your face mask on. If you're on the phone thinking you don't need to wear it, please put your face mask on and, and while you're walking around the buildings because it's not about you. It's about the other person who, who potentially could be affected. So right. that, is, that is the big deal that I have always put out there. Um, I wear my mask everywhere. I wear it in this building. I wear it in my car. I wear it around my mom. I'm trying to to exhibit good practices so when I'm anywhere, it doesn't slip. And that's the key. Consistency is the key to getting rid of COVID-19, 20, 21, and 22. No, I wish you hadn't said that. (laughs) I could have left that 22 off, but you've been right so far, so hopefully – Hopefully you won't be right about that one, but we'll see. But yeah, it is a long process. All right, let's let's move on quickly to another couple of uh, important topics with Fairfax County that's going on right now. Uh, Fairfax County uh, Police Chief Ed Rossler uh, retired uh, in in February, and uh, the Board of Supervisors is conducting a nationwide search for the next police chief. Um, where where are we right now in that uh, community engagement process? Well, we're we're really knee deep in it. We have a, a survey that's out there. We have over four thousand respondents to date. Um, I'm going to keep the survey open through mid February so we can get more folks involved with our process. Um, we've had our consultant Polly Hire has spoken to over twenty five hundred community groups throughout Fairfax wow. County, and you know um, what we're trying to do. We we it's an open but closed process. Obviously, we're trying to keep uh, we're trying to keep as much of it out there for folks to be a part of it. 
but yet we still have to do some work behind the scenes. And that's been uh, the, the ultimate trick in how we've done this. Right. I will say this. Um, we have an interim police chief named Dave Rohr. Uh, Dave was, is the deputy county executive for public safety, but he's doing a dual role. I'm going to split his role with him during the next couple months to ensure that we do not uh, miss a beat. And I want to I want to say two things. One is I want to thank Chief Rossler for over his thirty plus years of service to Fairfax County and the residents. Uh, he was one of the best guys that I have met since I've been here, and and he was a great police chief. I also want to thank Dave Rohr for stepping up and taking the role of interim while we go off and find uh, the next police chief of Fairfax County. And it's not like. Uh uh, Mr. Rohr doesn't have experience, the, the former police chief in Fairfax County, so uh, definitely uh, some stable leadership there. What, what are you looking for? What is the board looking for? What, what can we expect um, for our next police chief? Well, we need a community leader who also has the ability to galvanize his troops and that internal fortitude to or intestinal fortitude to say what's right, whether it hurt somebody's feelings or not, but yet to be very calm, cool, collective. Um, what I look for in the chief is a is a leader who can galvanize and bring his team together because without a team, you can't win the game. And that is something that we're looking for in this chief, somebody that can articulate where we're going, how we're going to get there, and put things in place, and also a chief that will stand up for his police officers as well as standing up for the community. So it's really a tricky type of a job where you have to do both. But, you know, there are people out there that can do both, and I'm sure we will find that person. Right. Any uh, any feeling for how long the process will take? Uh, my goal is to have an announcement sometime in March, if not early April. So oh. we are in the process right now. We're going to be interviewing hopefully soon. Um, Polly Hire has done a great job. We had over 40 can- candidates or applicants that actually qualified for the to move to the next round. And we'll see uh, how we get down to 10, then to 6, then to 4, then we'll have it in front of the board. All right. Look forward to that. I uh, want to make sure we uh, get to the budget. Uh, that's, of course, a, a big topic for every resident, for every county employee, for every supervisor, anybody involved with Fairfax County. It's the It's the budget process. And I know from from talking with you over the past several years that the, the the budget team works around the clock, around the year doing budget. But February is kind of the the public budget process, if you will, uh, for the fiscal year twenty twenty two budget. Um, I'm going to ask if you will uh, give us some headlines. What we can expect uh, this month? Well, what we all be, what you will be seeing is something that's going to be a little different than normal. Um, we will be incorporating the strategic plan uh, alignment into this budget process, as well as the one Fairfax concepts that have been a board uh, directive since 2018 or 2017, I should say, coupled with what uh, the Fairfax County Public School System has done with one Fairfax. But the, mo- the, the main thing is, is it's going to be a budget that sets forth with priorities allows us to work towards those priorities, and we will have a funding mechanism to get us to those priorities. That's what you will be hearing during my budget presentation. So looking forward to it. We'll uh, cover some of the dates here in just a minute. Uh, 
anything you can uh, let out of the bag? <laughs> any any highlights you want to tell us? I, yeah. I know it's futile. I know it's futile asking, but yeah. I got to try. Yeah, there's, the highlight is on on uh, February 23rd, I believe, or 24th. I can't remember the date. Uh, you 23rd, will be here. Yeah. Is it 23rd? Okay, you'll be hearing me present the uh, fiscal 22 budget. That's the highlight of uh, my <laughs> of my time here. You know, you know how this works, Jim. The board I gets do. it. Then everybody else gets it. But I haven't spoken to the board or I haven't spoken to uh, the chairman and the budget chair as of yet. But we're, we're getting right. close. Uh, we will have those calls before the meeting. And then when the meeting happens, everybody will see where we are. Right. Well, listeners can't fault me for <laughs> trying. So uh, February 23rd, County Executive uh, releases and presents his fiscal year 2022 advertised budget plan. I'll get to a couple of dates in a minute, but I want to ask about that. Advertised budget, and I know it took me a long time to grasp this, um, you know, there's the advertised budget that you put forward. The Board of Supervisors do what they call markup of the budget, and then they adopt a final budget. Could you quickly just kind of cover that? that process for me? Sure. You know, I've taken all the board priorities over the year. I mean, it could be affordable housing, compensation, you name it, whatever they have stated as their top priorities, and we put a budget together. When we present it, there's a time and a couple weeks time where they mark it up, and they tell me what they like, what they don't like, and then we come back, and then we advertise the budget pretty much the way the board has reviewed it and massaged it and added or taken away things that maybe I missed during the meet the year or maybe that things have changed over time where it's a better way of doing it this way than that way. So we're we have a little we have a streamlined process here. It's very well um very well done by our Department of Management and Budget and who's led by Christina Jackson. Uh I, I think we're gonna be in a good place when we when we present our budget. Okay. So that presentation is February 23rd. The uh, Board of Supervisors will uh, actually uh, hold public hearings in uh, mid-April, do their markup April 27th, I believe, and then the Board of Supervisors will adopt the fiscal year 2022 budget on May 4th. And if you want to uh, find more information, get more information, stay in touch with the the budgeting process, that's fairfaxcounty.gov slash budget. And uh, before I forget, Mr. Hill, I did promise that I would try to uh, mm-hmm. remember to provide those coronavirus resources again. So let me do that real quickly. Fairfaxcounty.gov slash COVID-19. That's the website. Health Department Call Center, which operates seven days a week. You can call 703-267-3511. Or if you want to text uh, for information, you can get it in English at text uh, FFX COVID to 888-777. Or for Spanish information, text FFXCOVIDESP, also to 888-777. Or you can email questions to FFXCOVID at FairfaxCounty.gov. So a lot of uh, resources and information there. And I wouldn't blame you a bit if you uh, hit the rewind button and kind of listen again to get some of those uh, resources, websites, phone numbers, etc. Mr. Hill, as we wrap up, I'll turn the turn the mic over to you for your, your final thought, final word, uh, anything else you want to add today. Well, the final word to you is uh, I want to thank, you know, again, I want to thank Ed Rossler for his great service. And I also want to commend Dave Rohr for stepping in, being the, the interim police chief while we look for our police chief. And I think 
we, when we get through this process, everybody's going to be very happy with where we ended up. But I also wanted to thank uh, Tisha Deegan for her years of service for Fairfax County. She's retired. She was our Deputy County Executive for Health, Housing, and Human Services. And I just wanted to wish her a happy, happy retirement. Um, and she's moving up to Michigan. Um, to Flint, Michigan, with her two dogs uh, to take care of her family. And I want to congratulate Chris Leonard, who has taken the roles for the deputy county executive. Uh, Chris and I are, are basketball players back in the day. Um, we have a lot of fun talking about basketball, but I also like the fact that we can work very, we've been working very well together. So the, the team is going forward. We're in the process of hiring, uh, Chris's replacement in NCS and that's neighborhood community services. But to the staff, uh, keep doing what you do. I really appreciate all the hard work you put out there. We are, Halfway through COVID, I don't know if it all the way through or halfway through, but as we go through COVID together, know that it, that we are family first. We're really trying to keep you safe and above and beyond. Please wear your mask, wash your hands, and and think about the other person. Um, that is the goal. The goal is to make sure we keep you safe as well as everybody around you safe. So I just want to say thank you for all the hard work. All right. Well, Mr. Hill, we appreciate your time on the Connect with County Leaders podcast. If you have enjoyed this and you'd like to hear more from the county executive as he passes along information about what's going on in Fairfax County, please rate and review, give a thumbs up, give a like, whatever app you're listening to, however they do that. Or better still, if you see the county executive out and about, uh, just let him know. Uh, tell him uh, what you think of the podcast, the good, bad, and the ugly, and uh, what we can do to make it even better uh, for you to get information from Fairfax County. So for County Executive Brian Hill, I'm Jim Person. Thanking you so much for joining us on this edition of Connect with the County Leaders. This has been the Connect with County Leaders podcast. To listen to other great Fairfax County podcasts, visit fairfaxcounty.gov slash podcasts. And for additional audio content, tune in to Fairfax County Government Radio at fairfaxcounty.gov radio. For more Fairfax County news and event information, visit News Center online at fairfaxcounty.gov news. You also may call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. Weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m or email publicaffairs at fairfaxcounty.gov. The Connect with County Leaders podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.